dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Oracle Soup Podcast. I'm Katrina Wen, and I'm here communing with my sister in another state. Your very still sister, Gina Thies, here who can't move because of the clicking, which uh, <laughs> behind the scenes talk. Just, just know that there's clicking. There's clicking going on, you know, but that's We're just the way that's the that technology. You know, that's the thing about doing a podcast is you got to make sure your microphones are working and your headphones and you have a good uh, connection with the Internet and your computer's working and you got the phone turned off and you got the do not disturb sign on your door. And there's a lot. And then you have to have a topic and be relatively intelligent. (laughs) It sounds like like there's so much preparation that goes on into a creative process. Yes, yes. And that's really what we wanted to talk about today is, um, and I, I think it's fair to say this, Gina and I are relatively exhausted right now, and yet at the same time, very excited, because we both happen to be presenters at the San Francisco Bay Area Tarot Symposium, which is coming up, uh, if you're listening to this in the year 2015, it's coming up in August. We're very exhausted and very excited because we're each producing talks which may have powerpoint presentations yes so we are always up to something as you can tell if you've been listening to us regularly we are into many many different aspects of our our tarot journey so we always have things that requires to be i know for me and i'm i'm all naturally a creative person as well i think we all are creative in our own right so there's creativity that comes through writing painting you know website design any kind of design process but there's also a process in preparing as a presenter and as a teacher um, which we both do a a lot of in different venues and so there's a process that goes into what you're going to talk about how to set it up etc 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 so we're going to talk about those of you who may be interested in expanding what you do uh, whether regardless of the, the practice that you have that you may want to get into sharing that with others through some venue even if it's just in the form of a po- podcast it takes a process of creativity and we'll be talking about that I'm so excited and exhausted all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, us. But we got to pump each other up. Pump it up. Pump it up. Pump you know, it you, up. Pump it do, up. You do have to get into a mindset when you go in front of an audience. It, you really, really do. Um, I call it being, or I should say, my, my husband has coined this term. You know, you put on your Gina self. Because <laughs> I say, hey, you're that Dan guy now. And I can hear the difference in his voice and he may be exhausted, but you cannot tell because he has this persona that he puts on and that's basically what you have to have. That's a whole other talk show, by the way, too. But yeah, we're going to be talking about this and I'm really excited to to actually talk about this. This will be fun. Well, just talking about it 
is exciting. Thank you, Gina. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I just love to start out with thanking people for showing up to listen to our rants. Well, they're not really rants. We have we have purpose here, right? They're pearls of wisdom. <laughs> pearls. Why can't, why can't I have a rant? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, just the same. It's really it's really a pleasure to have you guys listening to us, and um, we get comments a lot um, about what we're doing here, and we just have fun, and we it's just kind of this labor of um, that developed out of a, a friendship to to do this. So in our in a sense, we have our own process of creativity going on between the two of us. Mm, it's a synthesis. It is yes. a synthesis. And uh, but individually, we each have our unique processes, as everyone does, that we use because we are teachers and presenters and public figures. So with that, what's it like to present your stuff, like what you're going to talk about or what you want to like teaching a class or, or creating a talk or a PowerPoint presentation? Or, or different materials that might go into supporting what you're teaching. And we're really kind of thinking of short-term things, not like long-term series of things. You know, for instance, uh, let's say you've been invited to uh, read at a psychic fair and they give you this opportunity to do a talk and you've got maybe 40 minutes. You know, what are some of the things that might go into preparing for that talk? Right. So we're looking at maybe things that would be competencies that we want to chime out or even what's necessary or what not, or just what's the feel like? Like, how, how do you get into the mindset of going, okay, I've got a certain amount of time to talk about something and what do I need to pinpoint and what does it feel like? How do I come up with stuff? So we're just going to be rolling through these, these various things. Mm-hmm. So being an artist and the, the, the creative process for me is much like intuition it's 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 something that comes in, in in kind of waves and it sometimes comes through inspiration so i think the very first step is to be inspired and look for inspirations that's a very important thing on that list now the other thing is since we're speaking of teaching of course being inspired to teach may be inspired by a particular topic or a particular audience but those are some of the parameters is where is the venue what is the format of the venue is it online is it in person is it at a psychic fair is it a tarot conference and then another very important consideration is how much time do you have? Because obviously the amount of time you have is going to influence how much you can talk, how much information you can introduce, whether you're going to be able to finish a really big concept or just give people a slight introduction to it. There's a lot of things that we consider, Gina and I and other people, when we're getting ready to teach. We, we want to know, do we have access to a projector so we can do perhaps a PowerPoint presentation or something like PowerPoint? Uh, if you're using a different type of program. Uh, and then what kind of technology do you need to bring 
do you have a laptop or uh, an iPad or some other kind of tablet? And what's going to support you to get that done? So there's the creativity. It's having a topic that you and knowing what that audience is and what they might be interested in. And then finding a wonderful, exciting, enlivening in life, affirming way of presenting that topic. And is it relevant? You know, is that this is what Gina's really good at is having a topic that's relevant, that really stands out from the crowd. I know I try to do that, too. So you want to talk about that, Gina? Oh, well, I think that's that's such a compliment because I always start out my topics with, hey, listen, I'm differently brained. So (laughs) where I'm going to go is not necessarily this. um, I, I, I think about things that I want to hear first and foremost, like what, what, what do I feel is important for me in this particular thing that I'm undertaking? What seems to be important and what will resonate and what am I keeping my pulse on the community? What's popping up that needs, needs a, 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 to have some visibility to. So I think in that, in that terms, and look, the, the Libra in me also thinks about how is my hair going to look and what am I going to wear? Because that. <laughs> and I am so inspired by you, girlfriend. I mean, gracious, I got makeup and I'm dressing up a little bit more. You know, and you, you, you set I've, the tone on that I've one. Had that effect, I've had that effect on people unbeknownst to me, but I've, you're not the first person to, to say that. So I guess that's a good thing. And look, when you've had a mother like mine, you, you know, look, the whole thing being well put together is very, very important. But anyway, I was listening to as you were talking about the venue and the technology and all of those things. And for me, I'm thinking, gosh, what, what difference is because for me, that is the last thing place where I go. Actually, I'm more focused and you know me, I will flip my topic around six ways to Sunday on the plane <laughs> or the night before no no like an the hour lunch before, before the hour before <laughs> i'm sitting there to to make sure because for me it's important that the content is yes. is appreciated relevant accessible and all of those things so yes i'm thinking that i'm doing a uh, visual i need a visual aid i might need handouts and i want pretty 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 handouts um, I having the graphic background. I look at in terms of a a, a PowerPoint visual presentation what that needs to look like that will have more impact. One of the things that I um, and most people who who deal with this sort of thing would agree is is that visuals are important. But when you're standing in front of someone, you want their eyes on you. And adult learners have a short attention span. So what works for me is less art, visual, and more words or things that I'm having them interact to remember. So it's like either writing it down or some sort of way that memory happens. So we have these, you know, you could boil it down to four different ways of taking in information. So I think all of considering all of that in a presentation is very, very important. For instance, some people are hands on learners. So you have to put in your some sort of activity in your talk so they can actually physically do something and take it from a concept or theory 
and actually make it a reality. So it's very, very important to say that's why I think a lot of tarot presentations have you actually doing hands on with the cards and actually interacting with uh, your another person as if you would in reality. And so it's very, very important. Uh, some people have to move around, you know, they have to right. move, they, they, they have to have movement. They have, they can't just sit there. They fidget, you know, they want to doodle. Uh, one of the things I've learned from my years as being a, um, a, a, trainer in organizations is to to have something on tables so people can fidget some people think by fiddling that it's actually a, a way you know it's like some people could i could never do this but some people study with like loud music going on i can't, I, I can't do it but some people can very much shift their perspectives and what their attention to, in order to help them process things, because we are processing things. Um, even now, we, you know, it's speaking, you're listening, you're processing things, and then you're kind of determining what to take away from what I'm saying, what Katrina's saying, and put it in some sort of order uh, of relevance and making it important or work for you. Do you know what I'm talking about, Katrina? And then there's the obvious thing, like the visuals, right? And there's and then there's feeling, you know, something that really touches people. It's a story can touch them, a personal story from your life, an example from a client and a reading. So something that can even speak to people and touch them emotionally. Right. And that's one of my hardest things. You need to be able to speak to all of these different right. ways of taking in and processing information. It's It's very, very important. I even experimented with bringing the sense of smell into one of my presentations. And so I actually sent around a very aromatic uh, bottle of elixir. And I thought, you know, that goes right into people's memories and their senses. And it's a way of waking them up in a whole different way. So those are fun things you can integrate, different styles. And, and like you said, different people learn in different ways. And so you want to be able to tap into a variety of people. You know, your topic might, you know, the people who come to your talk, obviously, are going to be attracted to that topic, you know. But what do you do with that topic? How do you gear it towards the actual people who show up? Can you think on your feet? You know, maybe you prepared it for folks who are very, uh, let's say, linear and verbal, but you got a lot of visuals show up. So how can you kind of bring it to life for those visuals and kind of think on your feet and, and change things suddenly? Ooh, very important. You you have to think about what people are looking at, of course, but you also have to think about the, the takeaways and all of the kind of there's there's like all of these different little things you have to think about and you do research usually when in presenting a topic or a class or a webinar or something you're you're thinking in terms of information you're imparting but how do you know what levels to yes. present it from and so what many many people get to do if you know your audience which I, I i talk about a lot about audience building if you know your audience it's very very easy to say i have a client or i have you know a, a list of people that are experts so my material will need to be at an expert level but how do you know? I know for us, it's always a um, roulette in terms of just going to a conference because there are many, many mixtures of, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole different of the spectrum of people that attend. You may get people that are very, very new to what you're presenting or it's for a tarot conference specifically. You may have people that have just found out about the conference. They just picked up a tarot deck. 
yesterday and they're also fascinated and you start hearing the story about i just i just felt so drawn and i just i just the cards and you know they don't they, they're not they don't even have the jargon down so they but they just show up and then you but there's a simple way to deal with that though at right. the beginning of the class you just hey raise your hand is this your first tarot class anybody really new to this and and you kind of that way you, you sense the atmosphere and you get a sense of those people who showed up to your class what level are they at and you can even say at certain times hey this is a real beginning level exercise for everybody and for those of you who are already a little more experienced why don't you take it to the next step and here's the next step for you so there is a way to kind of tap into and support all those different levels even within your one class and your, and your one topic it, it is really important because I, I, I'm very guilty of going, oh, well, okay, I'm, I'm really teaching something, thinking in my mind. And uh, once you've been doing things for a very, very long time, you still have to look at there's somebody that needs to catch up or needs to understand. Right. Well, that's the interactive part, Gina. You just ask people, hey, are you familiar with this term like significator? Have you heard that before? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, let me just spend a little moment talking about it a bit more before we go further. You know, so that's the people love it when you interact with them and when you kind of get their questions and they really feel heard and it helps shape the direction that the class is going. And one of the things I've tried, I've played around with this is I have said, hey, I've got so much to present. I don't want a lot of interact, you know, like interruptions, so to speak, not to make clarification. Yes, but. In order save to, your questions to the end. Save them to the <laughs> end. Be, well, it's a great way to work your audience or control your audience because I have seen people present and completely lose their audience just in the fact that people want to talk and hijack the talk. So you get to learn all of these things about audience control and how to do that. So I, I tend to do that, but um, just as a way of, you know, saying, okay, because I know myself, I can be on tangents like I'm doing now. <laughs> it just kind of goes. And then I just sort of break right in, Gina, and kind of send things in a certain I'm direction. Gone. I'm gone because, you know, I, I have the attention span of a butterfly. So, oh, new, new shiny thing. <laughs> But, you know, you bring up a really good point, Gina, and I know there are people out there who are probably very nervous about teaching because of some of these things we're talking about. It's like, what do you do if you have a very, let's say, uh, what some might people might describe as difficult or outspoken or someone who, and here, here's really where it comes from a lot of times, a really needy person who wants a lot of attention or they just need a lot of help and support, you know. So one thing you can say is like, you know, that's a great question you just brought up, and I would love to work with you one-on-one -on -one after this class. And so there's a way of saying yes to the question, but no to right now, you know. <laughs> or if a whole group of people say, you know what, I have the same question, then they're really letting you know as a presenter, you need to spend more time on that question. Exactly. If you get a, a, a heckler or someone that hijacks or someone that's asking and need, needy, take the question and say, this is the question. One of the things I've learned to do, I haven't really had to use in the context of, of tarot is to, to have a, a parking lot and say, this is a question and we're going to address this at, in the Q&A session that'll happen at the end. So we'll have a chance. I bet that, you know, you take their question and make sure they're heard and, you know, shut it down. Because what happens if people don't 
get heard. The, the, the squeaky wheel needs to get oiled, right? So um, for the most part. So you, you do take it on and don't be afraid. You know, I've decided that used to be my fear before I started really getting um, comfortable with presenting. Like, what if someone challenges what I say or they're asking a question that I cannot answer? And the best thing to do to put my mind at ease, and I learned this from someone, and I can't remember who, is to say, just say, you know what, that is something that is very interesting. I don't know the complete, I don't know the answer to that. What I'm talking about really gets away from that, but it's a good question. I don't have the answer, but I'm willing to research it or find out that information for you. Give me your email address, and we'll look at this together. I think it's very yes. potentially important to what's going on when I'm going here. But one of the other ways to avoid that is to really go through your work and, and have a storyline and really follow through yes. what's going on so that you're relaying this particular thing because you have to get it out. And I'm telling you, when you have uh, 55 minutes or 50 minutes to present something, it's time will fly. Uh, you may have longer or sometimes it's a two hour thing. And it's like, OK, I always have the issue of too much. <laughs> for the, the amount uh, of time that I have. And then if I have something that's much, much longer, well, it's still too long. So I have to, you know, figure out what's right. But with with uh, what I've done is I worked down to a formula and I think it'll be really helpful in terms of the creative process. Uh, formulas work very, very well. And uh, practice. This is a lot of what we do uh, here at, at Oracle Sue because it's a conversation. So we don't have like, all of this prep work, we do have knowledge and we do look at things that we want to talk about. But a lot of times this is just improv. And guess what? We try to keep it in a very short amount of time. And so Katrina has to step in and make sure that I don't just hide that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can try. But hey, so we don't have a lot of time left. But you know what I think another thing folks might be wondering about is like you and I, we've been doing this for a while. We sound like we have a lot of confidence. Well, what about those folks who feel shy or nervous? Maybe they haven't had much experience with public thinking. Is there something that we can pass on to them to kind of help get them over that hump? Well, and, uh, and so let me think about that for a moment. The key is not to imagine that everybody's out there to criticize you and attack you. I think that that's the thing that people fear the most is that they're going to say something and someone's going to call them wrong or say that they don't know what they're talking about, et cetera. So Gina brought up a very good point, and this is something we both do. We do our homework. We want to speak from a place of confidence, but we're not necessarily speaking from a place of perfection. We're speaking from a place of passion, and that's the difference. If you put passion before your concerns about perfection, people, whether you are absolutely correct or not, are going to enjoy your presentation because they're going to feel your passion and be inspired by it. And I think that's one of the main things they're looking for is not only technique but also inspiration i have something so much simpler people are looking for you to succeed and not break you down they show up because you have something you are there you have a level of expertise in the first place to be there and they're actually counting on you to deliver that they don't know if you're going to mess up they don't know if you're wrong and do not be afraid to say well that's not 
you know, that's not exactly what I want. Let me back up or to address it and just move on and keep the flow going. But for the most part, just remember, everybody is looking and sitting there to enjoy you and looking for you to succeed and just go from there and don't worry about it and do your best. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful note to end on, Gina. Thank you. We're like the grandmothers here. I know. Oh, don't say that. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm 10 years older than Gina, so I'm the grandmother, and she's the great auntie. <laughs> All right. Well, we wish you the greatest success. And, and just as an aside, Gina and I are both mentors, so if you ever need to reach out to us, we are a resource for your success in teaching. That's absolutely true. So reach out if you have questions, uh, post on our Facebook wall or private message us or email us. Uh, we have information all six ways to Sunday. It's my new saying this week to contact us. So reach out and uh, there's no silly question. spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn, at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>